Hello and welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Jim Rugg. I'm Ed Piscor. Ed, I'm so excited to look at these comics. This is an outlaw cartoonist that you introduced me to a couple of months ago, and I have been on the search for as much of his comics work as I can find. Uh, Self-published Chillville in 1993, Glenn Chadbourne. Uh, people at home may know him as Stephen King's favorite cartoonist. <laughs> this is uh, this is the kind of comic that this is why we dig. You know, like you think you've you know it all, you think you've seen it all, and then uh, you just go dig in, and something like this pops up at you, and it just incentivizes you to keep on that hunt. Uh, nobody mentioned to me this guy Glenn Chadbourne in my entire life. Uh, as far as we know, these are the two big comics that the guy has done. And from page one, just look at the relentless imagery. He uses the Inside word... Inside front cover, too. Like, wasting no pages. Cartoonist Kayfabe subsidized by the comic books that we make. And Jimmy Rugg has Hulk Grand Design coming out in uh, 316, man. March 316 says you got to get your hands on Hulk Grand Design Monster... The following month comes Hulk Grand Design Madness. Each issue, 40 pages, distilling down 500 issues of Hulk comics from 40 years into 80 pages of comics. You got to see it to believe it. I've read it multiple times. Freaking love what Jimmy's done with the material, man. Some uh, variant covers coming out with uh, the first uh, issue of Red Room. There's the Eddie P variant. Marcos Martin variant, and Peach Momoko, the cottage industry, provides her variant cover for Jimmy's uh, Incredible Hulk grand design. Jimmy, what do you want to say about uh, this comic, man? I want to say pre-order at Kayfabers. Let's put the Kayfabe effect to good use. Let's let's put it to effect on Hulk grand design. And now is the time to do those pre-orders. And you know what I hear from people? The pre-order system's impossible. I don't think it is. I have faith in cartoonist Kayfabe audience out there so prove all the doubters wrong go to your local comic shop and let them know that you want copies of hulk grand design monster reserved for you do it this week at the comic shop thank you well said man uh red room the anti-social network is in stores today that's my comic the comic that i'm putting my my energies to murder on the dark web for fun and profit is the name of the game uh, in red room comics and you can see in the trade paperback there's about 70 some pages of additional material to go along with the uh the body of the uh red room stories every issue is completely self-contained and uh the week before hulk grand design comes out you're still going to have to hit that comic shop because trigger warnings the next round of red room comics will be hitting stores and uh, same deal. Every issue completely self-contained. It's the Rat Queens issue that's going to be uh, put out on the stands with issue number one. A lot of people followed that comic uh, while I was serializing it on my Patreon, patreon.com slash edpiscor. Uh, Jimmy and I both have link trees in the description below this video where you could uh, check out um, behind-the-scenes material and get a hold of these comics before they hit paper. Here's here's my Peach Momoko variant that go along uh, with, with Red Room issue number one. The Jim Rugg by way of Robert Crumb Zap Comics Zero uh, homage cover for Red Room uh, Trigger Warnings number one. And kind of like a book covery book cover uh, for Red Room issue number one that I drew and that is where you get uh, the Rat Queens. By, if you take a good look at that uh, that silhouette right there. Fodder for the next silhouette zine. Lots of comics uh, coming out from the Kayfabe Studios. Uh, we Kayfabe affect a lot of comics uh, that we that we cover. 
Gotta put the kayfabe effect to use for ourselves, or else this channel just is not possible, man. So now that we're paying the bills, let's go back to the video. He uses the word splatterpunk in, yes. in, the, in the body of the story. And by the way, that story, this is a stream of consciousness comic. Like, I don't think he wrote any kind of script or anything. Like, it's just like, come up with a page every day or, or you know, every week or whatever, how long it, it, it takes a guy to make comics of this rigor. But it's just absolutely insane and it just goes wild. Uh, the lettering is even fly as hell, man. But I don't know that the screen is doing it justice. But people, this guy is putting is putting that like super tiny rapidograph to use here. Stabbing th this pen. This uh, sentient demonic pen stabbing him in the forehead. And the lady's just like, oh, I'm so sorry. It, it needs to eat. It is such a unique comic. Like I've never seen this level of line this amount of line work on a page ever and, and yeah for sure and and you come across something like this it's unforgettable the guy clearly has a lot of vision intense chops so this is the kind of thing that i then go to google and try to figure out who what what this guy's up to now because we don't know the name when when you first grab it and then you discover that he was a part of some like uh, like talent contest or something, some Stephen King related talent contest, and then gets that gig. And I think he's from Maine or yes, or someplace. So so he's in Stephen King territory. Yeah, um, and you know, we talk about digging and hunting and, and looking for these things. Man, like the eyes are just so vivid. Um, I reach out to uh, Maine retailers. Rick at Casablanca is the guy who sourced one of these comics for me. And um, it's interesting in that, like, you start sniffing around and it's like, okay, Maine, self-publishing. We know self-publishing. There's a disproportionate amount of books that will stay kind of close to home, yeah. usually. And um, finding out that one of, uh, one of Casablanca's customers has the original art from one of these stories. And um, I also contacted Glenn Chadbourne and was asking him if stuff's available. It's so outlaw, you know, like this guy's bleeding from all over his face, coming out of his ears and mouth. And, uh, you know, emailed Glenn Chadbourne and he said he was out of these things. But uh, I, I do think there may be a reprint in the works is, is the message of hope I'm delivering to the uh, kayfabers out there. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm saying floating world power comics like guys. Let's 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 get a fresh one and and put this out there into the universe. Man. How great is this? Reminds me of From Hell, right? Like finding the <laughs> uh, the shapes in your in your city planning and stuff like that. And it reminds it's old New England. Like Maine is one of these places that because of Stephen King, I feel like it has a certain history at least in my head. And it might be mostly Stephen King created mythology, but man, does this comic book. It could come out of a Stephen King comic, right? There, or I mean, a Stephen King novel. There, 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 there was a little something that happened in Massachusetts a couple of years back, which is some little girls saying some weird things. One of the weirdest pieces of all of this is this use of some sort of screen tone for clouds use, in yeah, the background. I'm going to use a little duotone on one page of the entire thing. This is nightmare shit, though. This is that vision that I want in cartoonists. Like, this is why I love comics and the idea that one person can create a comic is like, this is coming out of a very unique perspective dude's going for it i couldn't do this in a lifetime you know yeah. it's just not the way i i think or see things or dream or whatever like no other comic i've seen looks like this every page completely visually stunning you know like when you talk about your your anchors there's an anchor on every page 
as a reading experience, it's I not hope. much. <laughs> you, you know, like you can you can just uh, appreciate the visuals and and like the the romp of the story as you move through, but you don't you don't need it that much when when you have something like this. This is just yeah, it's a tough stimuli. It's a really difficult comic to read, and some of that is in the writing because like I tried for weeks to read this it's stuff and I read top. a little bit, but some of it has like a um. It almost feels like local like colloquialisms and stuff in some of the dialogues and things and again it calls to mind some of stephen king's writing you know like some of the sort of a regular person talking and using la local language like there's elements of that where they're they have some of the slang you read you read uh paperbacks from hell and the proliferation yeah. of, of of paperback novels and just the complete insanity of those and this is a comic version of that, you know, like like where where the the, the writing is kind of t like takes a back seat to the art in that way, man. But but it's just it's it's over the top. It's like heavy metal lyrics, like like when you when yes. you look at the liner notes of of a Danzig song or something, like it's it's not too different. And these kind of things, like, Chadmore can draw, you know, like, you see these old decrepit houses, like, old mansions and stuff that look really great. You know, it's not just the twisted-up zombie-like creatures, but it's it's all these little details. A horse skeleton pulling a that, that wagon. Super Guns and Roses right there, man. That was Slash. Reminds me of Faust at times. Like, I wonder if, uh, if, if David Quinn and Tim Vigil have seen this. I, I bet you they would be fans of this work. And it's not that easy to find, you know, like, oh, man. How badass. Yeah, so this guy good. could be creating album covers or could be creating t-shirts or whatever. Just really unique vision. Um, I'm so excited too, Ed, that like as much digging as we've done, that something like this can just show up. It incentivizes the practice. You know, you just you just keep doing it, man. And like when, when I found this comic, it was the first comic in the box when, when I went to go dig. And I really think that somebody put it there for themselves and was just like, I'll just, I'll just come right back and get it. But it had to come home with me you know like a frog in the middle of this kind of madness Un unreal and how many pages have i flipped through this oh, is like a big yeah, oversized yeah, yeah. it's probably probably like 64 like you know brian polito would have loved to have gotten his hands on this guy absolutely yeah i think anyone would and uh, as i've been trying to track these comics down like one of the reasons that i i was like hey it's you know like let's do this episode is shake some of these loose you yeah. know if people have these in their back issues and they're not looking at them don't care like Put it back out there for uh, for people who are interested in discovering this kind of stuff. I think of some of the great, like, um, Taboo. Wouldn't this have fit really well in Steve Bissett's horror anthology, Taboo? Yeah, for and sure. Even a New Englander. Um, you know, it would have, been, would have been nice to see it there. But that's the beauty of comics. That's the beauty of self-publishing. <laughs> Posting, uh, that looks like a handwritten phone number look at this back cover <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean it's a portfolio piece like like it's like he designed it as a as a portfolio for something you know maybe maybe you know instead of uh postcards the way the old common wisdom like i'm gonna like fucking go go ham on a um on a whole comic book and the style it's not far from um guys like Pusshead who would have made a lot of bones like with um you know uh metallica and right. and other um, popular bands and stuff so maybe he was itching to, 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 to go into that space it's an it's incredible illustration and really kind of outside of what you would find in almost any comic now this is what I'm excited for because like I put you on a path Jimmy man I showed <laughs> this comic to you and uh, I knew that this one existed but I didn't even do any legwork to uh, to to figure that 
out, which by the way, Kfabers, if you have an extra copy, P.O. Box 3071, Monohull PA 15120, I wouldn't mind having my hands and on, while on you're a at copy it, of this. I don't own Chillville, so this is really like the Voltron of Kfabe of us being able to put this episode together. Uh, there's your wraparound cover. So Farmer Fiend's Horror Harvest comes out a couple of years later. I think this is a 1995 release, although I'm not sure how easy it is to find the year on it. Um, and these pop up, you know, they're listed in my comic shop, even though they usually don't have one in stock, but they're self-published. There were a thousand or so of them made. So, you know, the typical self-publishing story, like they are out there is what I'm saying. And this feels so much like Evil Ernie Cross with Lobo or something. I wonder what this guy was into in terms of the comics he read more of that testament to just his ability to draw, you know, like I know places that look like this. Those super old used to be a convenience store a hundred years ago, maybe a gas remnants of a gas pump out front. Those are the joints that we look for. Like when we go down to North Carolina, like, man, we need to get some breakfast. Like you got to try that greasy spoon kind of kind of spot and it's so great because you have your bud light neon in one window and live bait sign hanging next to the on the other side of the door <laughs> go ahead, and go get you some minnows that's the places so the sheriff is uh they're looking for a fall guy in this town and uh that's that's what this story basically is is looking for a guy who threatened the uh the paper mill the one big business in the town um he had done something wrong and they need to pin some some damage on somebody so it's a it's a patsy that they're looking to frame <laughs> But the joke's going to be on them. I love these incidental details, too, like driving down the road past a creepy-looking scarecrow and a really creepy-looking scarecrow yeah. if, if uh, Glenn Chadbourne's the guy drawing it. Wow. It's incredible. His draftsmanship's so impressive considering the amount of noodling that's going on here. You know, I mean, people do this that, honestly, they can't draw. Yeah. Uh, to see the actual drawing ability is just... It's rare. Yeah, yeah, because, because I mean, he's keeping things reasonably um, clear. You know, you like, like you see everything that you need to see playing with time. Mm -hmm. It's the most white I've seen on a Chadbourne page. <laughs> yeah. This is shortcut deadline. <laughs> <laughs> the police hung up. Got like, your dude from Primus. Oh, it just, it just doesn't stop. The, uh, what a perfect Halloween comic too. Oh yeah. You know, seeing the jack-o'-lantern on the cover, it's so hard not to think that way. Genius to have the purple comic and the orange comic in your bibliography. Yeah. And the guy that they are hunting down basically transforms into a werewolf. And um, we our sheriff them, is not coming out with his man. We call them lycanthropes. Yes. Look, the, the bite, the teeth coming through the hand. <laughs> None of these um, illustrations really get away from him. You know, like like that's that's the danger when you're putting all that kind of noodling and stuff in there is that, is that you get you get muddy, you get inconsistent. It's probably what allows him to be, because now if you look him up, you can find, I don't know, 30 collaborations on Amazon with, with people like Stephen King. And it's probably that tightness that allows him to be a successful illustrator. You know, as, as chaotic as some of, of these images and the marks look, they're still all readable. Yeah. They don't get out of hand, you know, and I, I think it certainly looks like a time-intensive style, and I don't know how his arm and wrist are doing after decades of this, but there are like real illustration chops on display here and i just i love this kind of shit like like the cool van you know of these these guys are grave robbing is what they're doing there's a story here about uh, a guy who was buried that had diamonds inset for his eyes he was born without eyes so they send this guy in pretty fun drawing to uh excavate this corpse and get the diamonds out of the eyes and first he has to chase off the local dog and Imagine uh, the author of Cujo seeing this. Oh, no doubt, man. Now, now, Chadbourne, 
cartoony, you know, some of the details. These these are these are the comics that he, he did, but I think his he went to like painting or something like for those covers, right? They're not black. They're not pen and ink illustrations. I think he does both. I think he does interiors. Some sometimes you'll see them listed, and it'll be like a bunch of interior illustrations in some of the books. Remember, um, Stephen King's done that with Wrightson, where sure. he would do like illustrated editions. Uh, you know, not comics, but just having like a few book plates. So I think Cycle he does that, and I think he does. I don't know if they're paintings or what, but color work for covers and stuff. Look at how cool that is. You know, it feels like the best of like straight to VHS movies. Like, like it's uh, better than that designs. though. Yeah, it yeah. feels like the promise of those great VHS box covers, and then it never lives up to it. It feels like this delivers. Yeah, no, it totally does, man. And and, and you know, same deal with with just those comics that we find that uh, have like a really interesting looking cover. You crack it open and you could tell that that artist who made that cover, they spent the month on that and fucking two hours on the interior pages. Like this is one of those guys. Uh, I, I call, I call the, the style. It's like, it's like there's pathological coolness to it in terms of like, he can't draw just like a boring looking baseball right. cap. Like everything that gets filtered through his vision is done in a cool way. You know, knuckles, shovels, anything he draws has a cool spin on it. And you can't take that for granted. Like every artist is not like that. No, almost no artists are like that. It's, yeah. it's, those are the special artists, the ones that are, you know, they can't even draw a chair in the corner without it being their chair. Exactly. Um, yeah. Those are the special guys. Some of the fine lines, and I mean, this is checkered. So when I say S. Clay Wilson, you know the checker is an influence right. but some of that like super fine line work reminds me of, of these guys like the pen guys you know like totally. S. Clay wilson yeah 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 i i just i just marvel at it though and his ability to get some different textures within this kind of just like hyperactive uh graphomania um i brought these along because as i was looking for chillville i found a listing that glenn chadbourne is in these comics and uh, he's not just in it. Like Blood for the Muse number one, it's it's pretty much all Glenn Chadbourne, and it is reprints from Chillville. And the kind of cool thing with these, and, and worth a minute or two to look at, is it's on newsprint. Yeah. So they're a little bit darker because of dot gain, but uh, still a chance to see his work. And it does feel built for newsprint, even though it's probably too detailed to reproduce well. Like the uh, the the grimy texture of newsprint, very complimentary to this kind of art. Yeah, yeah, it really is. I mean, it just it feels so so underground. Like I like that we don't know much about the dude because it's it's like comics that are made by a maniac, you know. And that's nightmare shit. It it really is, man. And and, and you know, you just imagine that some. This is some outsider art from some psycho, and then somebody, you know, scraped a couple of dollars together to like print this thing up on the cheapest materials possible or something. Like you, you could you could mythologize this in a very fantastical way. Yeah, it's fascinating stuff. <laughs> the, also, the weirdest covers you could possibly, the weirdest packaging you could possibly do for what you see inside of this book. Probably perfect for the era. Those like um, London Night Studios, Everett Hartsoe comics were probably a thing at that point. I think this story is actually not in. Yeah, that's the, new um, shit. I not, never not seen in that. Chillville. So we'll we'll go through this and, and and maybe wrap it up here with this. It calls to mind certain Fantagore publications and not the uh richard corbin fantagore like but the albany new york fantagore yeah gore gore shriek fantaco 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 yes 
my fault. Fantico out of uh, Albany and Gore Shriek is, is like their horror anthology. And some of their covers kind of look, they remind me of Glenn Shadborn. They do, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of, lots of uh, manic, manic line work. So I don't know whether he contributed anything to any of those anthologies, but it would make sense to see this kind of work in those horror, black and white horror anthologies of the 80s. It would make you wonder if uh, if uh, Greg Capullo, who who cut his teeth on those comics, saw these, these comics and, and put a pen to paper. I would never have expected how great this is a match for like undersea kind of stuff. Uh, it, it really is flattering, man. And it makes you think of like the sea as nightmare full of uh, sea monsters and stuff like that. In this case, I think it's mermaids. This is sort of an updated uh, Jonah and the well kind of story. But um, man, the waves and the black ink of the uh, of those deep seas that you can't see the bottom of pretty good fit in that regard super happy that this guy had at least some small tenure in in comics because comics really needs this uh there are the people who like we are lucky to have them come through comics i think of, i agree i think of um steve purcell as, as a guy as one of those guys um there's there's people who can have great big beautiful careers outside of comics make so much more money but when they come into the game they add a little influence and you know could carry on a generation like this guy if we added up the print run of all of his stuff might be ten thousand. i bet it's not that high i don't think so either man so he didn't have the opportunity to really like create the biggest footprint but you see these comics you don't forget these comics and he this is why he, he is the greatest uh outlaw cartoonist that you never heard of yeah, and now you've all heard of him. So start pestering him to put a reprint of these things together because uh, it's 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 a new generation at this point. You know, I mean, this work is thirty years old. It's it's hard to think of it that way, but you know, it's thirty years. Like that's that's a almost two generations worth. So um, I'd love to see it come back into print, and and I, I know a lot of our viewers would be interested in taking a closer look at this stuff. So hopefully that'll come to pass. But until then, pause your screen and just stare at some of this uh, some of this lovely madness amazing man k fabers like follow subscribe to the youtube channel hit the bell we'll notify you when new vids are available it's out there jimmy hulk grand design monster that is my entire life and it'll be out in stores march 16th and i am telling k fabers pre-order that stuff at your local comic shop that is the most helpful thing you can do for me i'm trying to apply the kayfabe effect to my own comics so uh, let those local shops know that you want a copy let them know that you want all four of those variants uh they aren't retailer incentives so pick the one you like best but let your shop know to pre-order hulk grand design monster red room comics murder on the dark web for fun and profit is the name of the game of red room comics uh, every issue is completely self-contained and we're starting up a new season of Red Room Comics called Trigger Warning. It's gonna be coming out in March on a monthly basis. Uh, every issue is going to be a complete story. So if you see a comic, just scoop it up, grab it, give it a shot, you like it, try another. I can read the Trigger Warnings issues ahead of time on my Patreon, patreon.com slash Three bucks for the archive there. I think we're crossing past uh, 200 pages of fresh comics uh, on the Patreon. What else do we have out there, Jimmy? Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe e-newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts and merchandise at the links below this video. Given those merchandise, we're going to be on our way. Read more comics.